Hey everyone, thanks for coming back and joining me for episode 5 of Uncovered the Podcast. I've had a couple of weeks off podcasting and uploading from podcasting. I've had a lot to deal with um, in my life. Uh, I don't know if any of you are following the UK Anti-MLM Facebook page, but I've posted updates in there. Um, but anyway, that's another that's another story. So today's episode is about law of attraction and how that affects people positively, but also the big negative effects. I'm joined by Nikki again. I was so happy to have her back. Um, this is in a collaboration with her new blog, Underground, where we're posting both uh, her article and this episode together. So once you've listened to this, make sure you stop by and read her article. I'll post a link to her blog in the description box. But yeah, I hope you enjoy. I've always feel like I've got to figure out this introduction thing as well. You know, like, <laughs> welcome everyone. But you know, like, because no one's here, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, you're going to have to um, practice your little pattern, get a catchphrase going. Yeah, a little jingle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we know any musicians or anything like that? That's totally what we need here. I know. A theme tune. No, that would have been good. I don't, I don't know it. any. No, I don't know any. No, and I don't think I should death. volunteer my, yeah that's what I was about to say I don't think I should volunteer my voice that's strictly <laughs> for the shower <laughs> I'm sure you've got the voice of an angel well I think I am <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. law of attraction well I have a lot of feelings about law of attraction Jess that we're gonna unpick today but yeah. um I remember it very briefly came up the last time we spoke together, you know, mm-hmm. the way that MLMs utilise the law of attraction as a kind of yeah. doctrine. Oh, yeah, it's 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 part and parcel with the. I think you have to be, to succeed in these companies, you have to kind of be involved in some form of law of attraction practice. <clears throat> I really think, I really do think that's how you succeed and that's how the people below you want you to succeed as well and want themselves to succeed by following these stupid mantras that they all come up with yeah I think and I think we'll be able to like demonstrate some good examples of this by the time we Mm. finish talking as well that it's basically a, a tool that has some benefits that has been desperately misused in the wrong hands and that's yeah. what I think we can um begin to break down oh yeah for sure I mean I think I said it in our last one as well like you said I think you know law of attraction in its basic form like you said is man of um manifesting your reality you know you saying I want this and it comes to you you know because you believe in it that hard that it just comes to you and I think it's it's an odd one because in MLM it's kind of twisted like in in some practices of law of attraction it's good because you know you you wake up in a more you know I'm going to work hard for this and I'm going to I see I see everything as more positive and stuff like that but that's not a bad way to live your life right it's not a it's not a bad way to be 
it's not a bad thing sorry to be positive um but there's a there's a limit to that isn't it <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say <laughs> my words are all definitely. no no I definitely agree with you so I, I mean I guess we should probably make a start by trying to sort of define what law of attraction is before we rip it mm-hmm. to shreds right <laughs> yeah go on then. so I think you um you basically summed it up a minute ago that it's this whole philosophy around like manifesting the reality that you want Mm -hmm. so I guess the optimist version of it would be believe it until you achieve it and the cynics version like mine would be fake it till you make it yeah yeah (laughs) and it's those two sides of that coin isn't it where like Mm -hmm. basically the the idea is that you think yourself into a better life and you think positive and you make mood boards and do positive affirmations and you Mm -hmm. you know creatively visualize yourself like I'm sure there's a lot more practices that I don't know about than having never you know attended one of these seminars or whatever yeah don't try and sell yourself as an expert Nikki because (laughs) you're clearly not (laughs) you know I I read I read an article one time so I'm as qualified (laughs) as half the white men on the internet to speak about anything yeah oh yeah sure (laughs) I've read the secret that's about as far as I can go with that I have read the secret and I think I've seen the documentary version of the book on Netflix as well and there are there are some positive elements to live in your life that way however when it's taking over your life and dictating who you surround yourself with and who you you know who you are as a person and how you treat other people how your work practices that's when it's the problem yeah definitely and I think this is the thing so we're sat here saying and I'm sure there are people listening that have never really looked into this that are going Mm -hmm well, how can you possibly have an issue with thinking positive? Like, how yeah. could you call that a bad thing? How could that be bad? That's what I mean, yeah. The, but when it's people saying, um, you know, you're, and this relates to what we were talking about as well, your why, yeah. your why for being in the business, it's got to be your why is your motivation, you know, and then that leads into you manifesting your why. So my why is because so a lot of people's would be my why you know I've got uh, kids I've got somebody to look after I want to retire my mum that's saying I fucking hate uh, retire yeah oh god yeah, I want retire to retire my husband, my husband. yeah retire that's... you and a rocket to the moon if you keep using that expression <laughs> <laughs> can't be doing with it no <laughs> yeah that you your why is supposed to be that strong that that's what motivates you and this is yeah. where the law of attraction comes into it. So you're manifesting very heavily that you want this and you want that. And it's and it seems to be majority of the time material. Like, um, yes, with all your why is money. It's going to be money every time. Even if your why is I want to retire my husband, that's money, isn't yeah. it? Your your why being uh at home more for the kids you've got the money to be able to be at home more for the kids you know like mm-hmm. it all revolves back around money it's not you can word it how you like time freedom uh what's financial the, freedom pass- yeah, yeah financial, passive income passive income that's what I was thinking of it's all money related yeah. it all revolves around money you know I want um a nice car I want this I want that and a lot of them I think that's even in the documentary or the book version that you're supposed to visualize your 
self-driving this car down to the point of like you can look up through the sunroof and put your hands on the steering wheel and feel the steering wheel like you're supposed to manifest wow. that hard over a material object and then Lordy. that somehow makes it into your life that's the bit See, that I don't makes, understand that makes sense because I um I think while we get into this we're going to talk a little bit about Rachel Hollis you know the yeah, uh, the, the queen <laughs> The queen bee influencer, but I think we can go into her a bit more later. But now you've mentioned that about the car, I remember reading her writing somewhere, maybe in her first book, that the number one thing she wanted out of her life that she sort of channeled all her goals towards was buying a thousand dollar handbag. But all of it was so she could buy this handbag. And I'm just kind of, I don't know, I'm a little bit staggered by that. Yeah. maybe it's just because I've never been in an MLM Jess maybe I don't know but I've just never I mean it would be nice to have a thousand dollar handbag don't get me wrong but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, it doesn't drive me that hard unfortunately as you can tell no. I'm sat in bed while I'm doing this <laughs> I mean girl girl same we're both just chilling here like propped up on our pillows <laughs> yeah ultimate casual this is the life I desire tell this you now. Is, yeah, if someone wants to life. Pay us to do this, Jess. I think we could be girl bosses. Oh yeah, hashtag girl boss. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry, I nearly choked on my Dr Pepper when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't but, do that. Um, That'd have been awkward. That'd be just that's not a very you. positive manifestation, is no, it? You Choking while we record. No. Um. Oh, so yeah. neggy. So neggy. But yeah, and juice the... plus girls, right? <laughs> sorry (laughs) I'm still really bitter about that can you tell yeah the girl who called you Neggy Neggy B anyway I'm sorry I'm just my bitterness got in the way for a minute there please go ahead (laughs) Um, yeah she she's like a she's I think she's the example of a walking manifestation and I think that's how she's like portrayed in all these MLM companies as well you know she does all those well, she's done, I think she's done them all now, and she? I don't think she can do any more MLM speaking <laughs> after her latest book. Well, appearance. yeah, this is the thing with Rachel Hollis. She made all her very substantial financial um, investments and well, she built it all doing motivational speaking on the MLM conference circuit. Yeah. And then, was it last year that she published her most recent book? Yeah, I, I feel like it was, it blew up right end of last year. So, yeah, yeah that's been right. I went... I went and looked at it actually like knowing we were gonna you know be talking about this topic I went and had a skim through her books and she actually explicitly calls people that um, pay money to buy a kit or start up a business dumb that's the (laughs) word she uses dumb and I'm like sis you've made all your money off the back of talking to these people and telling them to buy the kit and buy more product and move more get more in your downline and now you're telling them they're stupid oh boy I know uh, it, it, it's a cheek actually and I feel like I'd be you know I'd be pretty mad if I was invested in her as much as these people are but they they right. they literally she is a walking manifestation of her of life and this is how you're supposed to live your life and everything else I think they they look up to her like you know she's made it from I don't even I, I mean I don't think you know she's had the most humble of beginnings if that's the word to use like I don't think she's come from so low down in the poverty line it's crazy you know her husband worked for Disney before no she became her 
motivational speaker self and retired her husband <laughs> I gather like I said I um I like skimmed some bits of her books to get a bit more of an idea about maybe you know what she was saying and who she yeah. was sort of a thing and um she grew up in a very religiously conservative family with like mm-hmm. relative wealth it sounds like I mean it sounds like she had some trauma like I think her um big brother took his own life which is very sad very sad but um, yeah, there's no there's no indication of um, financial or economic struggles from that past. And like you said, her husband has a very well paying job, and you mm-hmm. know that sort of a thing. Well, ex husband. In the sense now. that oh yeah, well that's right. She wrote a whole book about how great their marriage was, and then they split up. That was awkward. <laughs> <sighs> but I think the thing the thing with Rachel Hollis is actually I, I guess we can unpick her a little bit more. But she's a great example of like what this law of attraction ideology was appeared to be marketing and she's the sort of person they're really pushing as like this is what you could be this is what you could achieve Mm -hmm. and in the last year or so we've kind of seen that come tumbling down for her to a point where it's really quite sad even though I don't like her very much or what she stands for it's um it's quite shocking actually it just seems to be one thing after the after another with her like it was the the whole misquoting people in a book writing passing quotes off as her own uh yeah and then obviously the stuff, you know, people are very invested in her and her husband's relationship. And I think paid mm. a lot of money to go to their public events about oh, yeah, it was thousands marriage for a ticket. And, yeah, and all this like boot campy type stuff to then divorce mm-hmm. him, you know. Um, and I don't I'm not I'm not one to judge people's relationships because we all have different ones, don't we? But it I think that there's been some quotes and interviews that things didn't sound like it a, a bit of a strange dynamic as as it was anyway it was a bit by the sounds of it he was pulling the strings of her career she, and, and I mean she probably got a lot of where she is due to the people he knows and things like that like he had a very big job at Disney from what I know before yeah she kind of took it, on this role I think they are the epitome of a particular kind of like religiously conservative Americans with those old school values and the yeah. sort of conception of women being in a particular lane. But it's the 21st century version where you've started to get this like white girl boss, suburban mother stereotype who mm-hmm. is, you know, the popular conception of MLM. And yeah. Rachel Hollis is like the human embodiment of all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I would and she suggest... Worked anybody go on like anybody listening go and look at her instagram page she is a mm-hmm. she you would think she's at the top of the chain mm-hmm. pyramid not chain <laughs> changing the structure uh top yeah. of the pyramid you would from you know how she pre- presents herself and i think that's what people in these mlms aspire to be and a lot of their recruitment tactic relies heavily on the lifestyle mm-hmm. right people in mlms so- and that's where law of attraction comes into it. You're attracting, you're putting yourself out there as this walking embodiment of freedom, time freedom, financial freedom, amazing life. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're portraying that they're getting back. Definitely. You know, from their law of attraction. You put it out there and that's what you're getting back. That's the idea of law of attraction. So, yeah, exactly. This is the thing with her. And this is kind of why I guess we're talking about her in essence is Mm -hmm. that this lady has made a career out of being 
a the perfect demographic for MLMs and sort yeah. of pulled herself up among their ranks as being an aspirational leader to people who are in that demographic. Mm-hmm. But also because she has built an entire self-help philosophy and this is where her books and her speaking comes in yeah. from her idea. Literally, this is on the first page of her first book and she said, like, this is my whole philosophy. Only you are in charge of what happens to you. You need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and make the best of your life. So I guess on the surface, a lot of people, again, would look at that and go, what's wrong with that? Yeah. You know, and there is definitely some truth in the fact that you have control over your life in many, many ways. Mm -hmm. There are lots of things that are totally driven by your own choices and your own actions and all of that. And you can definitely make more changes than we sometimes give ourselves credit for as individuals, you know, like there are things we could do. We could quit that job we hate. We could like book the holiday and not worry too much about what people think. We could do all sorts of stuff every day to make ourselves happier than we do. Mm-hmm. But the trouble is, and this is where I get really, really, really fed up with the law of attraction stuff and why, like when, when you mentioned it last time, I think the noise that came out of my mouth was something like, <laughs> <laughs> I think you just um, you said something like I just vomited in my mouth or something. Oh god. Like. <laughs> I'm sorry. So <laughs> this is the thing. That is great assuming there is nothing else bigger, more systemic and out of your control that is a barrier to you. Yeah. Someone like Rachel Hollis has never had to consider, you know, more systemic oppression. She's never had to no. worry, you know, as, as far as I know, she is white, she is relatively able-bodied, she is an American citizen who have a lot of power in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I know there's a bit of, like, gender role stuff going on within her circle because of their, you know, sort of religious circumstances and beliefs. But yeah. even, even within that, she's, you know, had a career and been very independent and launched a business empire. That, those options are not available to everyone. No. No, you have a big dead right. I have a big, big problem with philosophies like this taking no account of the different barriers that are in place for different people and making no attempt to address them. And that's where I think that's where people seeming to be failing in MLMs because of the air quotes. Yeah, yeah, failing um, in air quotes. You're right. But you know, not succeeding like others because you're right, because the cards aren't always stacked against everybody, you know. Um, All of those factors, plus just the odds of the game, you know, like the odds aren't always there for everybody. You know, if you're one of the first in the business, you're going to do a lot better than somebody who's joining like four years down the line after you got to the first person you know like those type of odds also you're not going to get anywhere this is it there's just so many factors just that can get in the way of this and it's Mm -hmm. you know I I think we know that MLM companies the the bottom layer is almost exclusively women yeah. A lot of, you know, white suburban mothers pop up in there, but there are some other subcategories as well. Mm-hmm. But we do know it tends to be touted as an opportunity for the people who are most in need of income. Yeah. Exactly. And um, 
like I, I posted something on my um, Instagram the other day because I have an Instagram now that goes alongside my blog, little self plug. You, you do. They'll all be plugged <laughs> at the end. Thank you. But um, I, I've tried to break it down a little bit, like that the MLM could be a feminist issue, for example. One hundred. Because there are elements of women, like stay-at-home parents, seventy-six percent, I think it was, of stay-at-home parents are female. So you target that demographic for people who might be lonely, desperate for a little bit of, you know, connection and human contact as well as wanting more money because I've never had a kid but I know from friends experiences that statutory maternity pay is peanuts yeah and if you don't have the luxury of a rich executive for a husband then every penny tends to count when you've suddenly down an income yeah sure I mean I think it goes down in stages doesn't it like depending how many months in you are into your maternity I think it changes I think it's full pay for like three and yeah and that you're right yeah that's the perfect time to target people and not also the perfect time to target them to tell them they need to lose the baby fat that's well that's that's another situation (laughs) completely if people could see my face right now (laughs) right yeah um but that's i keep seeing one actually and a lot of people are print screening them and putting them in the anti-mlm groups we're in about this a new product whether it's one of these mlms that's already in existence about um like the equivalent of a gastric band like they're wanting people to have you seen that yeah we've seen it we um me and the other admins were desperately trying to unpick this the other day like of the facebook group a few people have posted it in our yeah. in the group that we run and we were just like what the hell which one is this yeah i think we finally got an answer that it's from fn which FN. If like if, I'm sure, people like most are now pe- doing yeah. gastric bands. Most people who are listening know that FM is the perfume MLM. That's what it's known for, the dupe perfumes. Um, yeah. yeah, it seems as though that gastric band thing is coming from MLM reps from FM. Mm-hmm. So I don't, we're trying to get some more info on that because that was a bit worrying. Yeah. The only way to have a gastric band effect is to get a gastric band. And I have known someone who's had one. And believe me, that is a, a rough ride. Yeah, I don't think you don't it's all it's cracked up to be, is it? No. At all. I don't I think, think having someone... ga- gastric bands are good. It, you know, they have benefits for people, but the, the person I know, they benefited from it a lot in the sense that it was something they needed, but it's very, much more challenging and limiting lifelong than a lot of people realise. Yeah, they think it's just and a get, get slim quick thing when really it's you're not going to eat properly ever again. That's it. It changes your whole relationship with food forever, and there is no going back. Otherwise, you risk sort of serious sickness and injury. So, yeah. Oh, anyway, that was a that was a side the, the fat loss. It was, <laughs> fine. So the, I was the thinking fat loss stuff is awful. Obviously, because you've not uh, you've not had the pleasure of joining an MLM, right? So I was thinking, what we could do is talk about the. So let me get the email up. Uh, the lady who was on the last episode, Sophie, shout out to Sophie. She oh, she was brilliant. Amazing, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. Um, she I'm did so, so well. You, Sophie. Yeah, same. Like hearing it made me tear up a little bit, to be honest. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I know yeah. I'm a bit of a wet wipe for getting so emotional all the time, but um, I... yeah, it made me cry, Sophie. So, yeah, she was amazing. Um, very brave. I know she was I'm quite nervous about doing it as well. So, 
thank you for coming on. She sent me, so she was in IntelliTravel. Um, she sent me Ooh. some of the documents that they send out to their, um, I was going to say patients. Uh, victims. <laughs> <laughs> patients. Victims. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, patients. Oh, that is an <laughs> ethical <laughs> dilemma and a half. There, girl. <laughs> to their recruits. Um, yeah. And one of them is a goal-setting worksheet. So this is something oh, that they make you you know you have to constantly be setting goals and reviewing your goals and once you've achieved your goals you got to post about it too once you do it or get a bit closer obviously but naturally that is part of the and I think it, it ties in with the whole law of attraction thing because it's a goal to your end goal you know what you desire and what you're putting out into the universe and this is oh, how yeah. you're this is how they break down step by step how you can achieve that lifestyle you know you have a three month goal or a six month goal or a five year goal or whatever yeah whichever um whatever metric they're using yeah I was gonna say like self-diagnosed motivational queen comes up with these in these MLMs because they're all different they all type their own up on word and then distribute them don't they I'm sure, yeah, all different. It's all about that branding, isn't it? And trying to yeah. make out each company is unique and the first one to come up with this stuff. Yeah. Um, but I wonder, do you think it occurs to anyone when they're writing it? Because this is the thing, right? I understand that goal setting is a part of how law of attraction operates. Mm-hmm. But I just don't, I think if I was in that situation, I was writing them up, I'd be like, well, hang on. Like, this isn't my thinking. This is stuff I'm doing. Like, I'm meeting these goals because I'm doing stuff yeah I suppose maybe it depends what the goals are like you get in your in a normal job a corporate job a normal job you get you know your um your PDRs what they're called your reviews they're different in all companies aren't they They have all different ones but yeah you get yearly reviews and goals and and goals for the next year yeah it doesn't mean I want to achieve them personally in life I want to achieve them for a pay rise (laughs) yeah even if you're passionate about your job and I just think there's really caring when you're in the meeting with your boss and then there's making 50 posts about it on Facebook because your upline told you to yeah and I think that's what all the they they tell you that an element of putting it out to the universe is putting that out on your social media you're putting it out there that you're doing this or you're doing that or you've achieved this when actually no that's a recruitment tactic Mm-hmm. they yeah, tell I you say, to post about all of this like stuff that, yeah if that's how it worked my only social media would just be me with like posting my amazon wish list over and over, <laughs> and over. <laughs> yeah. like some sort of cosmic santa is going to bring me everything i want takeaway like, i have a kitchen aid i have a kitchen aid they're really expensive <laughs> like it in turquoise i feel like i'd have one of those but i'd never use it i just want it there yeah on display same, but you know, if Universe Cosmic Santa is listening, then I might as well shoot high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can think of a lot of things that are higher, to be fair, so that's not bad. <laughs> that's one. true. That is that, quite... Um, you that could is, achieve um, that as a emblematic. Christmas present. <laughs> that is emblematic of how boring my life is, Jess, I'm not going to lie to you. KitchenAid hey, was the wildest thing I could think of. I've got mentally, uh, on a mental level, into gardening very quickly. It's come from nowhere, but really? I'm obsessed. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other story. Um, oh, so this I sheet love is, that, though. Oh, yeah, I find it so relaxing. 
it's my new fits thing. in with the growth hashtag growth think of, of the posts yeah. you could make out of that oh yeah yeah I'm all over like that. the leaves that are shooting out the ground I'm you know turning over a new leaf all the time like oh, I don't even it. think of that man or think of the possibilities oh, man. I don't even <laughs> think of any of that so this sheet this, called... this is why you what? haven't got a KitchenAid. That's all I was going to say. This is why Cosmic <laughs> Universe Santa hasn't bought you your KitchenAid yet. <laughs> <laughs> so this sheet is called, it's just called Goal Setting Sheet. Uh, it says below are some questions for you to answer. It's important to identify what you truly want from this opportunity. What do you want? Money. Well, <laughs> That's I was going to say, yeah. A, a living wage would be a start. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. Please answer the below questions and contact your director upline with your answers if you would like to, so they can help support you and make your goals a reality. No, no, no. So the reason they want you to tell, share your goal information with your director upline is so they can consistently and constantly and periodically and all the other leads <laughs> keep you motivated. <laughs> air quotes again mm. motivated and that's because if they feel like you're dwindling off course to staying in the mlm you know that's yeah. where that they need you if they think you're oh. seeing a different side yeah but remember you're wanting to do that aren't you you're so close how have you how how are you going to do that if you quit now look how far you've come it's a tactic wow. every time so they're really collecting like personal data in the form of your goals and desires to use as a carrot to dangle in front of you. Is that what you're saying? That is pretty oh, yeah, shady. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, 100%. That's why they want you oh to God, that's report so back. so manipulative. I know. And that's I was so watching. So I was watching, trying to find some funny bits and bobs to come up with. Like, I want to do another episode where we react to things. Um because then we don't have the issue of showing people's faces, just the voices on podcasts. But that's a, that's a whole other thing. But anyway, I was watching. Mm. Um, there is an, a channel that's floating about. Is it Pyramid Hunter or mm. something like that? A YouTube so, channel. Yes, um, something like that. Yeah. So one of the high, quite high ups. I think she's in in Teletravel, Marcel. Mar yeah, Mar I saw Stella. this too. Is this um, the group call that got released? Yeah. And yes. she says in in one of those clips, you know, they're getting all the questions through on Zoom, like from everybody. And bearing in mind, they had like 800 people on the call as well. Had a lot of people on the call. And she was answering a question about um, the motivation. How do you stay motivated? Somebody asked her. So how do you stay motivated? Clearly, because you're like... I think everybody in, in the UK probably comes under this woman. Like, she has a big downline. Mm -hmm. um, and she said something along the lines of, I can't even remember how she worded it. She was like, your why should be your motivation. Your why should make you cry. Yikes. <laughs> That's freaky. If your why well, I bet she's make... fun at parties. Oh, I know. <laughs> she was like, if your why doesn't make you cry, you need to get in contact with your director upline and work together to uh, figure out what your motivation is and your why so you can get realigned. Yikes. So <laughs> Something along those lines, getting realigned, yeah. Yeah, if your 
basic need for money isn't like they've not deemed that a good enough reason to have a job so unless you've got a much more emotive sob story that's going to guilt people into Mm -hmm. continuing to prop up yeah air quotes business that's 99% likely to fail because that's how it's built yeah yeah exactly I wish they said that on the tin (laughs) make our job so much easier it's not even a job because I do this for free it's like it's like I'm putting my time into I might as well put my time into a pyramid scheme I'm doing this for free (laughs) that's true we are earning just as much if not less you know I guess at least we're you know having fun (laughs) yeah this is very true but I do think people forget sometimes this is the thing that like people in the anti-MLM community don't make money off of doing this for the vast, vast, vast majority of them. Like, oh yeah, I, I think there's a handful of YouTubers and stuff who do make a little bit of money off ad content, but even then it's yeah. so far away from being, unfortunately, you know, like it's a, a job. very niche area, isn't it? Still. Yeah, like um, Miss Sponley, who's one of our you know premier UK YouTubers on it, she um, said in a live earlier that she thinks she earned about £40 or something from AdSense last month. So wow. it's hardly the big bucks that would motivate somebody to carry on a crusade for, you know, financial reasons. Yeah. No, we just must be genuinely negative people. I know. Neggy being proud, Jess. Neggy being proud. Yeah, I'm going to get that on a T-shirt for you, I think. I'm going to get a tattoo. I think I'm going to have to, you know, as soon as they're open again. <laughs> so the question's yeah. on this sheet. Um, what income do you desire? Why do you want that income? What do you mean, why? Because I want money. Yeah, Everybody do you know how money. works? Yeah. Because <laughs> bartering yeah. camels went out of style quite a while ago. <laughs> like, why do you think I want money? <laughs> like, come on now. Of course I want money. Um, and you know they they portray you know the money doesn't that money isn't the be all and end all and it's the lifestyle you want but the lifestyle is controlled by the money supply right yeah <laughs> like those well, intelligent travel always... reps who go on eighteen month long holidays while they work in the biz because they yeah. just travel here there and everywhere who's paying for them yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> they're not getting around the world just on goodwill and monopoly money are they no. Uh, the next one is what's driving you so the same thing as the questions above really just worded completely differently what income Mm. do you desire why do you want that income what's driving you because I want that income (laughs) yeah because that's the income I desire this is um that sounds like another way though like you said to um like twist it towards that emotive thing so rather than what what is it you want out of this job it's you know I want to provide for my family I want to give my kids a better life I want to pay off my debt and change my mm. own life do you know what I mean like yeah. that's definitely what they're pushing for here the next one is how much time are you willing to invest to your business a week also we're getting there now so you know we're we're getting to the point of it is yeah you can have all of that above that's fine the what's driving you and the income we desire but how much work are you going to put in that's what your yeah. director upline wants to know because if and you're going to say, is... I'm going to put 40 hours a week in, they will get a very different response from their upline to the person who say, well, I can only probably, I can only probably spare two hours a week. Yeah. This is another thing. This is part of, and I, I would say that it, that it boils down to this being the thing that I'm most upset about with law of attraction being such a prominent part of 
MLM, yes, but also mm-hmm. it's sort of infected its way into influencer culture and sort of you see it all the time on positivity blogs and people's cover photos yeah. on Facebook. And the thing that bothers me the most about it is this notion that everything is overcomable with work. And that's not the case. That's not how it's it is. It's not the case. And especially in it's... this line of work, if you want to call it mm. work, because like I was saying earlier, the odd, it depends how the odds are stacked. You know, that yeah. if you approach five people and somebody who you work with in, on this also approaches five people, you are, you are all approaching five, or, sorry, ten very different people, you know, and yeah. that's just look of the draw on how you absolutely and how you go down your explore page on instagram and just randomly select someone or search a hashtag in travel or perfume or something and yeah. randomly select someone you know that that's totally. like that's where like the whole lottery of it comes into it we're, those 10 people will react very differently and another 10 yeah. people will react very differently so you're not always going to have that fair shot you know, exactly. if, if there one are... person manages, I won't say infiltrate, but manages to infiltrate <laughs> one group of people who all think the same, who all have the same hobbies, you know, who all have the same, I, I don't know, like like why they target like uh, young mum groups or single mum mm. support groups, things like that. Yeah. You're probably going to get a very different response to picking 10 randomers up off online and that's where the odds are stacked against you it's like who's more I don't know who's smarter in the recruiting you know how deep are you and how like how far are you willing to go with it on your targeting how good is your targeting skill that really affects who you're gonna who you're gonna get and this is it isn't it like don't get me wrong there is no universe in which you can say that hard work doesn't get you somewhere. It does, you know, and working hard will open doors, will get you opportunities. And in lots of cases, hard work will get you to where you deserve to be. But there are, in many examples in life, other factors that might get in the way. And when it comes to MLM, the factor that might get in your way is the basic business structure and mathematical Mm -hmm. certainty because that is the way the numbers work if you aren't one of the very very early ones through the gate then Uh you just do not have a mathematical chance of getting to the top of that pyramid because the numbers just do not work that way it cannot work in reverse in that way the money is always designed to flow up and up and up and to yeah I'd I'd say the top of or maybe the two to three rows below maybe you've got a good shot of earning a a bit you're never gonna get you know you're never gonna get to where the top one is obviously because the more you're trying the more you're earning for them and I think all the factors come into play um especially if you're doing all your recruiting online which is the more modern way of doing it you Mm -hmm. know back in the day people would recruit their friends and they'd recruit their friends and family and they'd recruit their friends and family and it was a very incestuous thing whereas you can now have a team all around the world yeah so well I think there's lots lots of recruiting happens now with people that have never met in real life oh yeah I, I never met anyone in real life lot. I met the woman who uh, my upline in real life that's the only one and yeah because, that was only because she lived about an hour away and I was lucky that that worked out that way but everybody else they were in different countries all sorts but the recruiting online you know that 
everything needs to play in your favor your following yeah. following amount my old instagram account i used to have god i don't even know how many followers um maybe like six or seven hundred followers and i'd get, yeah and i'd get them sometimes not all the time but i'd get them sometimes like you know the requests like hey hun but my yes. new uh, so i got rid of that instagram account um basically actually this is a weird story as well and I, and I went a bit conspiracy theory on this and this is why I got rid of my Instagram Ooh. account but basically I tried to go down my feedback to when I was trying to shell the new skin products deleting the photos like I don't want them on my Instagram anymore understandable and they were just staying black squares on my news feed Oh, weird. Yeah, they wouldn't disappear. They'd just stay. And it was, and there was other pictures I deleted as well that were like, you know, when I was trying to be aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> yeah, trying and to like, oh, get the grid. Yeah, I don't need a picture of that uh, beach or whatever. They would, they would delete fine. But anything yeah. where I was talking about products wouldn't. They'd stay blank, black tiles. And it freaked me out. So I deleted my account because I was like, that was weird. But then that I is weird. It. So yeah. weird. No, I'd love totally to know if that's happened though. to anybody else. But yeah. I would love to know because um, a friend of mine had an account. Um, she, she used to be like um, quite a big gamer on Twitch. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with MLM, but she mm-hmm. had a, an account with about 30,000 followers. And as far as I know, she managed to archive every post on that without issue. Wow. So if it's, you know, to do a follow account, anything like that. Yeah, and I mean, that's think... not a lot of followers, is it? Well, any, yeah. any, so think... anything where the products were, couldn't get rid so of I them. I wonder what mechanism, out. you know, was in place yeah. for that. That is odd. Mm. Oh, I hope you find out more about that. I know. Weird. But, but anyway, yeah, my, anyway, my new Instagram account that I started probably a year and a bit ago, um... I've only Ooh. got like 300. Oh, I thought it fell over. Sorry, I dropped the phone. <laughs> I didn't well, it's a phone. I dropped my phone. Sorry about me. <laughs> it's all right. Carry on. Um, yeah, the, my new account's probably, I can tell you how many followers I've got. Not as many. I never get any messages. None. Oh, that's good. 313 followers. Everybody go follow me on Instagram. No, I'm joking. But <laughs> 313 followers and I never get anybody ask me ever. Yeah. So you're telling so me strange. how they sell it to you where they're like, uh, you, you know, you're following, you don't need to have a big following to succeed in this business. Well, I don't even get recruited yeah. with my small following. So it's all born, really. This is it. And the trouble is... Like in a situation like we have now with most MLMs, where a lot of them are consistent of ones that have been going for a period of years that are basically, mm-hmm. I, I think it's fair to say that a big portion of them are going through the stage where the, the hype is declining. You know, I'm yeah. thinking of ones like Unique and Forever Living and yeah. Juice Plus, and you know, the ones that have been around for years and years and that have had quite a bit of scandal and that are like dipping. Mm-hmm. I think those ones are desperately trying to use social media and, you know, pump up people with big followings and influencers to avoid the death knell, basically. And the rise in celebrities getting involved in MLMs. 
well this is the trouble isn't it you're seeing it a lot like quite a few um I, I mean I haven't watched Towie since um Amy Childs was in it but oh, some she's people back in I've... it now oh, by is the way. She... yeah she's, she's back in it. <laughs> but I am reliably informed that people who have been on Towie have been shilling all sorts like from Juice Plus all the way yep. up to you know and I know that some of the Geordie Shaw lot are doing bloody travel and yeah is it Vicky Patterson right or something isn't she she's Vicky doing it. yeah I think um Mario singing Majig from Towie's doing travel one as well oh is he Think, wow. don't quote me on it but I think I read something about him too and it's just it's a very clear attempt that it's not nothing nothing to do with the inherent skills of those people it's nothing to do with their background it's nothing to do with who they are it's to do with the fact that they have enough of a following have built up enough followers and people that listen to what they say uh-huh. but don't have enough um I'm trying to think of a polite way to put this but like selectivity in the brands that they work with like an a-list do you know what i mean like they're yeah not, yeah saying someone that, like though, reese witherspoon can be yeah. a bit more picky someone like hashtag, Vicky Pattinson. Monet. <laughs> hashtag Monet. i'm still upset that piper from charmed sells for my name i've never it watched my life. oh watched i'm that. sure if anybody else here listening like loved charmed in the <laughs> 90s as much as i do then just tell me if your heart drop the bottom of your stomach when you realize that because mine totally did it did it did actually shock me to see that was it Ronaldo who had a Herb, Herbalife sponsorship yes I did not know about this until I really recently either. no same <gasps> I that shocked me absolutely scandalized God, he's I a sports person he should know better uh imagine the pay I mean to get him to do something like Herbalife imagine what yeah. they paid because all of As someone them... who's like he's sort of gonna say he's popularly regarded as one of the best football players in the world like the world yeah. over like a, if you want you know how much he's on just from football so for Jesus. him to embarrass himself doing herbalife that must have been for a pretty pay must have been. been he what he ends in a day most people don't earn in five years you know, all their so, life. All their life, yeah. God, I don't even know. I haven't looked at the numbers, but... What but I was yeah. going to say about this um, this goal-setting sheet, the last question on here, and this is where it f- goes from getting you indoctrinated with the law of attraction stuff to moving into cult territory, is Ooh. are you willing to be coachable and follow the systems in place is the last oh. question. Jeez, that rings alarm bell straight away. That is weird, isn't it? That's Very so weird. weird. What does it mean, coachable? Are you coachable? So are you willing to do as you're told, basically? Yeah, but what I hear is, are you gullible? Are you um, someone we can manipulate? And yes. are you willing to take on the doctrine without questioning it? This is what annoys me, you see. It completely breeds out healthy questioning and critique. Mm-hmm. Like... In my normal job, if something is being introduced that I'm not sure about, like I don't know, everyone does different jobs, but I'm sure that there are different yeah. processes and things that come up all the time. I can just be like, oh, have we thought about what happens when this situation occurs, though? Or what about this? Or could we yeah. do it that way? And you just don't seem to be allowed to do that at all in MLM. Like, if you question anything, that to me sets a precedent that don't ask questions don't contradict just Mm -hmm. listen and go with it regardless of what your thought process is 
and if you you know if you're not winning at it you're clearly not manifesting it to happen <sighs> that's basically not- you, you know you not succeeding us talking about all the odds against people um all of that is completely overwritten by yeah but you just don't want it enough that's what it is this is this is you it, clearly don't it? want this it enough doing- it is every single factor that contributes to the 99% of people who don't manage to reach the top of the tree and earn so much as a living wage off MLM. All of that mm. is boiled down when you come to law of attraction into them just saying you didn't work hard enough, you didn't yep. want it. And that is the retort for everything. And that is why I think the way it is applied, certainly in MLM culture, is toxic like I'd go as far as to say it is toxic oh completely toxic completely toxic and I think it's I think it's unfair to expect people to be 100% 400% motivated all the time at anything of course how do Are you tell me operate? yeah you're, you're not gonna and that's what they're trying to train you to be that's what they're trying to force you to be to success why would you you to maintain that lifestyle is really hard like yeah. anybody people who are training for the olympics they're not going to be motivated all the time they're going to say no. for god's sake i just want to lie in i just want to go to mackie's i just want to do something other than get up at four o'clock in the morning you know it's 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 not normal to be that motivated all the time you're not going to be motivated no. all the time and nobody's why should be that strong <laughs> that you no. need to be oh this is what I've got up actually I've got this ready on my phone to play this is very funny oh god I hope you hear it so somebody sent me this and I've had it saved for a while um somebody who's very high up in forever living this is oh, I really really hate that one <laughs> talking about how they start their morning every day right, I'm red I'm ready to die inside. It's very funny, honestly. Hang on. I hope you can hear it through the microphone. Every single day without fail, I always start by getting up and doing my mindset training. I put my headphones in and I listen to my mindset blueprints. I get straight up then. I'll go straight into my office. That's where I'll listen to any YouTube clips normally of things that give me more knowledge, more inspiration and motivation. Just make me enthusiastic about my day. Have a coffee. (laughs) Is that not the weirdest thing? Is that not the weirdest thing? That's not what normal people do. If If you have to get... If you, before you even get out of bed in the morning, if you have to put your headphones in and listen to people's motivational speeches whether that be martin luther king to rachel hollis to get yourself out of bed in a morning that is that, that's not normal that that's doesn't normal show to get that you in you're the content mind. yeah that doesn't show a life that you're content with to me if yeah. you have to try that hard all the time to get this positive mindset if you have to be listening to speeches and posting quotes and making a mood board and thinking so hard about your positivity and what you want then how can it possibly how do you have any time to feel it authentically and just be content oh yeah the mood board's a massive deal as well you have to have yeah I've seen yeah I've seen a few kicking about and it's they tend to um a lot of the ones I've seen across it tend to be 
like do they make you do this out of interest because the ones I see tend to all be in like the company's colors whatever that might be and they've always got a car on there <laughs> yeah. that is clearly it's always, meant to represent I mean, the car I mean, bonus yeah to to represent happy life like how can you represent that without through material things you know you can't in a picture draw a happy life what are you going to draw yeah <laughs> you're gonna draw some element of money spending somewhere whether it's you lying on a beach you know that's what you have to pay for to get you know the true it's always going to be a materialistic element to it but the training calls I sat on and stuff like that it was like anything you earn you know invest it in a bag or this was <clears> back <throat> when Gucci belts came out well not when they came out but they've because they've always been out I think but when they yeah. became very popular, this was like they were like everybody was it was Gucci belt mad, mm-hmm. and all of the lines had were, them. Yeah, it's that status symbol thing, isn't it? Where yeah. they're the big status symbol. I remember. Yeah, and um, you know you were encouraged to do things like buy a Gucci belt, and then you can not only post pictures in it for people to be like, "Oh my god, wow, she's got a Gucci belt," but then <laughs> to be like put on your Instagram or your Facebook, or your Instagram stories, like, God, my bonus this month, this is what I got paid this month, or this week. Yeah. Um, I got paid this in a week from my side hustle, and I was able to buy this two, £300 belt from my mm-hmm. side hustle. It's all a ploy to just get you selling some fake lifestyle. Yeah. Element of well, it. this is another thing, isn't it, that you've, like, hit on with this, that it's this element of like posting lifestyle aspirational stuff to your social media yeah. because ultimately with an MLM like as we broke down quite nicely when we did our last episode together about pyramids the effectively the product in MLM is just like a side thing they're not really the front and center of it it's all about you're trying to sell the uh, air quotes opportunity and the lifestyle yeah. and what it can bring and so all the stuff about the material things that it can bring you and mm-hmm. the inspirational pastel quotes about happiness and yeah you know blessed grateful all of that stuff is so carefully cultivated because they believe they're being told that this yeah. is what's going to bring them success even if that isn't the actual reality of their lives in that moment yeah. I have lost count of the number of people who were once in MLMs and have come out who have like shared a time hop picture of them back then yeah. And said, you know, they've posted it with the caption and the caption that they posted at the time has always been along the lines of, you know, I'm living my best life. I'm bossing it. I'm killing yeah. it at my side hustle. Um, never been happier. Join my team. And then when these people at a few years distance step back and reflect on it, they will often say, you know, this is me a couple of years ago. I was putting a front onto the world and saying I was so happy, but actually I was miserable. Yeah. And oh, there's yeah. all these things going on in their lives that they didn't feel able to share back then because mm-hmm. they were they were sort of boxed into a corner that they couldn't share any of their authentic selves. It didn't match with the vision that the company yeah. wanted them to put across. Yeah, that's that's um, that's like the main the main aspect of it. It's a, it's, and I don't know if you know that. Hang on, I have a dog here now. Get up on the bed. Oh, hi, doggo. Get up on the bed. <laughs> get up on the bed. No, he's just staring at me like, stop telling me what to do. Anyway. You'll get up when you're in the middle of a sentence, I imagine. And yeah, the wind out yet. That's what yeah. my cat does. <laughs> um, God, he's 50 kilos. He better not <laughs> fly off the other side of the bed. 
I don't, yeah, I don't know if you know this about law of attraction, but a massive part of it is gratitude. You've got to, and really, really drilling into yourself every day what you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. There is. Yes, I've down. seen this a lot. You know, you've got to, before you, when you get up in the morning, you've got to list five things you're grateful for. When Before you go to bed at night, you've got to write down four things you're grateful for can you hear him chewing that bone i can yeah but it's fine it's It's quiet i wouldn't i probably wouldn't have really noticed it if you hadn't said um yeah he's just living his best life blessed probably bought the bone side hustle yeah he probably needs to put (laughs) this bone on his gratitude list this evening exactly yeah the um you've got to constantly drill into yourself what you're happy about even if it's I'm happy I got a coffee today. I'm happy I did this. I'm happy I watched this on TV. I'm happy, like, yeah. anything. Uh, you've got to constantly be grateful for something. It's just, it's like anything, you know, and like we talked about before, positivity is a great thing in and of itself. Gratitude, mm. a great thing in and of itself. But like anything in excess, it's going to become a problem. Like if all you do is think all the time and desperately scrape up examples of how grateful you are for what you've got, then that is to the detriment of thinking about what you actually want to be and yeah. what your goals are and who you are and what maybe you're not as happy with and you want to work on. Because that is another thing. It's if you want to grow as a person and become better, you do have to sometimes think like negatively in air quotes because otherwise how do you deal with your problems like to me a lot of it just encourages rug sweeping where you just hide away from anything difficult or sad or complicated and you don't deal with it head on yeah and unfortunately you have things that are negative happen in your life isn't it whether it's family problems or relationship problems but you're not allowed to express that because that's negative I'm not I don't want your negative energy in my life and this is where it comes back to indoctrinating you in a cult form because Mm -hmm driving you away from people who are telling you different yeah so this is it yeah and you, your family you members are... or friends who are concerned you know I just don't think you should be doing this or anything yeah that your upline yeah, will is... say you don't need that in your life you don't need that negativity like get a distance yeah. yourself from them that's it there's no room for real feelings and emotion whether that is being upset being angry like you know said about these posts where I've seen ex-reps reflecting and some of them were like hiding really big things from the world like things like bereavement or job loss or diagnosis of a serious illness and they felt they couldn't even share that with people who were quite close to them because that would put this negative energy into the world like it didn't matter that it was happening to them whether they liked it or not Mm -hmm. and that system of belief they'd been taught like say this is um just an example of one of those sorts of posts that I've seen in the past someone was hiding that they had a cancer diagnosis because they didn't think you know they didn't think it was positive it was cheerful and it wouldn't go very well with their um they were doing one of the wellness ones Mm -hmm. so they didn't think that it would be a very good testimonial for the product so they hid all that and they were there thinking well, you know, the, everything I've been taught, everything that came, from, um, everything that comes from to, into my life, it comes from me and my thoughts and my actions. So there's a person there who's sort of victim blaming themselves for getting cancer 
because they have been taught everything that I get in this world is a result of what I've put into it. Yeah, there is a really, really insidious dark side to this law of attraction. And, you know, that's so sad I guess well when you think about it like that. So sad. People call it um, a philosophy, but it has also been listed as a pseudoscience by quite a lot of like big accredited organisations. And it, mm-hmm. which one you call it depends on the way that you use it. If it's something you just try and think about in your day-to-day life and try and be a bit more positive and a bit less moany, you're probably okay. If yeah. you apply it as a totally rigid, um, you know, factual thing in every aspect of your life and you don't leave any room to deal with the things in life that are painful and difficult and inconvenient and not very good to sell your products with. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's, it's going to hurt you. And especially that some of the goals that they have you set in, that it's just magically going to appear with this opportunity. Like, I'd love a Range Rover. So if I manifest the hell out of me, I could picture me driving with a Range Rover now. That'd be amazing. However, if I can't have one at my current, you know, can't afford to run one, let alone buy one. Um, Can't afford to replace a tire on one, never mind (laughs) even buy it in the first place. How's totally. that going to change from me just saying, sitting in bed at night saying, I really want a Range Rover? Yeah, well, I that's wish I my, had my, this. That's not going to change my circumstance. They're not just going to come and drop one off at my house. You know, exactly. I'd, have to just, I'd, I'd still have to do something to get there. And that's where they put these goal setting ideas into your head because they make yeah. you think of something that you really want. They then tell you, what are you going to do to get it? This is how you're going to do it to get it. Follow my exact process on how to get this. And then at the end, like that question on that sheet, yeah, but are you willing to be told what to do to get it? Because I can show you the way, but you need to stick with me. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. Definitely. And they they don't teach you how to achieve the goal and make it sustainable, because this is the other thing. Like the car is a great example, right? I could take out a loan tomorrow. Yeah, but, you know, um, you know, almost a decent credit. I could take mm. out a loan probably for a good old down payment on something like a car and get the rest on finance, whatever. But that wouldn't change whether or not I was able to afford it month to month, whether I no. could deal with it if it blew up tomorrow and I needed to deal with that, whether, yeah, like if all the tyres fell off, <laughs> you know, I could um, get a big deposit down on a house the same way somehow, you know but wouldn't mean that I'd be able to realistically afford to run it and keep on going and stuff like and are you telling me you're gonna be happier no (laughs) exactly the stress of trying to keep up with that lifestyle because the thing is yeah it makes a great post the first time you get your car and you can say hey I manifested this car this is what I wanted and I worked towards it in my business but you're not going to be able to keep getting the juice out of it. All you've got is that car that now every minute you've got it, the value is depreciating, the more it becomes a liability yeah. and like a talisman for everything that didn't work out. I saw that picture of uh, an auto trader advert. Did you see that? It was a white Mercedes for sale on auto trader. It had an Arbon sticker on the back. I'm just gonna say it must be Arbon if it's a white Mercedes. Yeah, it was a um, it was for sale on Auto Trader. That's sad, is that? So they've obviously reality. hit hit rank to get the car, not been able yeah. to maintain the rank and having to sell it because you're lumbered with the payment. 
Yeah, but they don't tell you this. This is the no. thing. It's all about look making it look like you've achieved the goal without any real thought to how you achieve the goal sustainably and it's a permanent part of your life rather than a snapshot and then something you're lumbered with that becomes a problem. I know mm-hmm. there was a rep quite high up in Forever Living, which is one I really detest it, A, because I really do loathe the health and wellnessy ones because of the sort of false health claims they frequently make. Yeah. But B, it took over my hometown quite significantly and I saw a lot of people get hurt with it. Wow. So uh, that's kind of coming out of its phase now and I think it's going to die within the next few years. But anyway. No, nobody wants there was to drink a... aloe vera gel. Stop it. It looks disgusting. Ugh. Disgusting. You like see videos of people taking it like a shot and they always, yeah. like, even though they tried really hard with the poker faces, they just couldn't stop themselves from wrinkling up their noses when they drank it. Literally like you're going for your methadone just... at the pharmacy. Weird. Seriously. But um, one of their very high up reps, there was a scandal a couple of years ago, She'd like posted a lot of pictures and said, you know, my forever living biz has um, enabled me to buy this castle. Like it was a beautiful old, I think it was a listed building, this place. That's the and woman it was whose voice I just played. Is it? Is that her? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, you know the rest of this story then. So yeah. this, yeah, this lady that was um, made a lot of posts, made a lot of content all about this castle. And then it transpired that it was rented rented yeah nothing wrong with renting nothing wrong with renting but don't try and portray that (laughs) it's not i rent (laughs) but i don't pretend the house is mine yeah this is the thing i don't um you know go onto instagram and say thank you company i work for for enabling me to buy this lovely house (laughs) all i need to do is be transparent (laughs) you know even the rent i'm sure on such a castle was pricey but it's the element of what you have never been mm. enough. Like what you are and what you have is never enough in this. You always have to be aspiring higher yeah. and making your lifestyle look a little bit more desirable than what you actually can afford or sustain. Yeah. There is no space whatsoever for just contentment and calm and enjoying where you are. It's always the next thing. It's always um, how do I get more? How do I recruit more? How do I mm-hmm. buy the next status symbol? It must be so tiring. So tiring. Well, you've got to keep just, up with it, haven't you? To keep recruiting, you've got to keep up with the with the what's the new thing and what's the new thing I'm going to be able to say oh my business has made me achieve this this was one of my goals to own this and now I have and well what's your new goal then because you're going to set another one yeah hit all your life goals at 24 you're kidding me well this is it yeah where do you go from there and this is the sad the very saddest part is how deeply internalized people are like how deeply they've internalized the idea that it really is all on them and that if they do not meet criteria that are set up and it's certain that only a teeny tiny tiny percentage of people can meet them they will believe that they're a failure for not meeting that this is what upsets me the most about it that ultimately yes think more positively try a bit harder and do your best to motivate yourself by all means Mm -hmm. but it's you cannot control everything in this world you simply can't and there are some things pyramid schemes being one of them that are ultimately the odds on in your favor and they never in all honesty if people haven't realized that from the last year 
yeah. of dealing with this pandemic, then I don't think people will ever realise that this is, you know, nobody expected this to come. People who had no. massive, thriving, successful businesses have closed, you know. It's yeah. never going to be, nothing's 100% safe. And an MLM is definitely not safe. No, I think the trouble is, and this is partly, I guess, why, like the anti-MLM movement has exploded in the last year the way that it has. Mm -hmm. The the pandemic came along and it wiped out a lot of people who were in that position, like it just took the legs from under them. And a lot of people, successful businesses and jobs have been taken away from them. Yep. And unless you've heard the right information and had the right access to education about what these MLM companies are, it must be quite easy to look at them and think, well, you know, a lot of them are successful businesses I've heard about a lot about them they seem to be making a lot of money they've been going for years and years yeah and without them hearing the right information it must Mm -hmm. be easy to think well they've done something right by surviving rather than they've survived this long because there hasn't been a mechanism for everybody to know how dodgy they are yeah no exactly and I think another thing is that's how I went about approaching who was going to be my upline you know she had followed her for ages and she'd had her own business and was really successful and walked away from that to join an MLM so I was like well if she she's not dumb like if she's had her own business and walked away from that to, when really her business went bust <laughs> that's why yeah. the deeper you look there's always a reason you know she's put I've walked away from my business well you've kind of had no choice to be honest yeah well they this is the trouble as well Jess there's so much like there's outright lies and obfuscation like I was reading an article earlier just um, about forever living again for example Mm. but somebody had taken um, like snapshots of the very very top reps in the chain in the UK you know just a handful of them and had broken down the numbers on their company's accounts like wow. the ones that have got successful enough that have got like registered status, the ones who are like triple diamond empress level five zillion. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it, it was really, really shocking and eye opening, actually. Like so many of their businesses were actually heavily in debt and running on a deficit. Wow. There are people like, I probably will say this wrong because I'm actually not that clued up in like business jargon, but it sounded as though some of them had um, taken out what's called a director's loan oh yeah I've heard of that yeah I couldn't I couldn't tell you what it is and it sounds like it's effectively something that's used to secure the business but you do have to pay it back and it sounds as though their businesses are pretty much in the hole for the director's loan and more so not only are they down in their own money but they're also in debt to the government from the loans that they took out to buy their businesses in the first place sort of a thing I'm sure somebody who's much more knowledgeable than me could explain that better but the long story short even those who are presenting themselves as the most successful like the top top tier a lot of them seem to be hemorrhaging money and not having Mm -hmm. anything like the success that they're depicting themselves as having because this is the thing all of those people desperately like believe in their heart of hearts from being taught all this time that it's true that if they pretend that they have all this wealth and all this 
abundance that's a word yeah. I love abundance if they act as though they're the happiest and richest and most comfortable they've ever been they believe it will come to them and it's oh just yeah that's that's a big element no that's a big element of law of attraction from watching or I don't know if I read that bit or watched it in the documentary version about wanting to lose weight you walk around feeling like you already have and you know like oh I'm you know like pretending that you've already lost all this weight and it will happen like you were saying just then you know what pretending you live like that it'll bring it yeah it's just really sad like it it does break my heart like as much as I feel frustration especially with the reps who are really really high up because there is a point where you sort of transition to an extent from victim of a pyramid scheme to full-on perpetrator of a pyramid scheme mm-hmm. and you you get up to a point and you do know in your heart of hearts how it works if you yeah. look into it at all you do realize that you're being propped up by people who aren't making anything or aren't making enough to sustain themselves like you know um and that's the case for the vast vast majority of people I know um we had a very lovely IntelliTravel rep the other day offer a breakdown of how much she'd made mm. during her time in the company and she was um in the top three percent I believe and wow. that worked out to a grand total of 15 pence an hour oh. that's actually like she started calculating everything yeah so I mean that's the kind of thing you're dealing with here Mm. that's the level of like people up that high who are trying desperately to try and bring it across look at this wonderful opportunity look at what it's brought me you want to be like me Uh and then the reality is they're doing all this working their butts off and they're getting paid 15 pence an hour yeah you have to remember that all of that law of attraction stuff for your better self and motivating women. None of it's for the greater good of women in your downline and wanting people in your team to succeed. It's a recruitment tactic so that they can recruit people to strengthen your team. Exactly. It's a shocking, shocking proportion of MLM owners and top, top leaders are white men, like white old men. And that is who almost all of the funds that come from all the people from the very bottom tier upwards, all these people that are absolutely slaying it, like killing themselves, working 60 hour weeks, trying to run their business for 15 pence an hour or less. And almost all of the funds from the, the millions of people doing that are trickling up to a handful of, you know, old white guys in Utah. Mm hmm. That's not very inspirational to me. I don't know about it, it's you. It's always Utah, isn't it? I'd love to yeah. be able to go over there and film the journey. Someone, and you can come too, I, I've decided. I'm manifesting this trip. I would love that. <laughs> I'm I, manifesting I our trip. Who, I have family in America. <sighs> so um, I wonder if they know. know where all the MLM hotspots are. Well, I, I think I told you, but um, my sister, who, um, her husband was in the American military. So mm. I first learned a lot about MLMs because that community is besieged by yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. The I think it might wives. have been, it might have been her that told me, but like a lot of the um, like military wives and stuff would come from quite religious conservative backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And there was like a common joke that I've seen circulated elsewhere as well, that MLM stood for Mormons losing money. <laughs> 
because it's so honestly like in like Mormon culture and everything is really deeply embedded within it and there's yeah. structural elements of um like actually it's part of the law of attraction thing kind of like the the manifestation and all that it links into Mormonism as well I think some of it was cribbed from their wow. religious doctrine which is part of why it is um the preaching in MLMs has such a religious element because a lot of the techniques and the way that they do it is cribbed straight out of the Mormon playbook wow I did not know that I mean oh, I knew God, there was so I knew much... there was a massive Mormon involvement in MLMs but I couldn't tell you why where or how but that's quite interesting there's a lot of interesting interesting. stuff about it um the Mormon faith especially really focuses on converting people and it's part of their you know um mission I, I can't think what the word is there is a right word for it but at a certain age they sort of go off on a mission to try to convert people yeah. to their way mm-hmm. is it when they're the 18 tactics, or something yeah it's when they're quite they're a young adult they're sent yeah. off somewhere to do their mission and it's very very similar to the way that MLM reps are taught to present their opportunity to people like the, the parallels are quite incredible if we, if you have a look out there there's some super interesting articles about it oh my god that's gonna be another hole i go down honestly it, i think it could be a whole episode like the religious parallels because yeah. the wonderful um robert fitzpatrick who wrote the book ponzinomics his first book um i think it was published in the late 90s but it's called false prophets and that deals with the parallels between mlm and religion oh wow so I've only read excerpts of that so far, but um, yeah, like so he looked into that in depth and that was part of the early study that it just has so much of it. And that's part of why these teachings are approached the way that they are. And it's it's wow. relevant to, to the subject of law of attraction, because this is one of the doctrines that's been attached to the religion of MLM. And it shouldn't be questioned any more than people in a church would expect the pastor who's delivering a sermon to be questioned. It's the same mentality they're expecting of you. You're a congregation, not an employee. Yeah, that is true. And you really have to idolise your uplines as well, like the celebrities. Mm hmm. Like, oh, my God, you, yeah, need to get, you need to get on this Zoom call tonight because our uplines, uplines, uplines coming on and she's like a five-star director and she's going to teach us how she got there. And, like, you need to be on the call, you need to be on the call. Like, mm-hmm. they've, they like they're celebrities. Deify. It's weird. Totally. They absolutely deify them and turn them into gods and goddesses so who are mm-hmm. to be worshipped and not really treated as human but divine. It's like yeah. they treat them like the people who have the magic sparkle who made it. Yeah. And Rachel this is Hollis. the thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Rachel Hollis. We go, we circle back to her, but that is, she's a perfect example of all this. Like, well, she's one of those, well, RIP Rachel Hollis's career. Have you seen, did you see what happened last week with her? Yes, I did. Yeah. Did you about um, see the videos? Her videos about her cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you want, um, so I thought it was very funny that she, you know, she's done all the MLM circuit, like we were talking about, but she's, you know, then saying in this video, I don't want anybody to be like me. I don't want anybody to us like be on my level, like, and listing herself as, as in, in the same category as Oprah or Michelle Obama or whoever she like, and you're like, shut up. 
It was all yeah. It was the fact that she she keeps listing people like she listed Harriet Beecher Stowe, who was an abolitionist. Like Rachel Hollis, you are not comparable to someone who worked on abolishing slavery. Like <laughs> you sharing your Thanksgiving recipes is not on the same level, sis. It's just not. Oh gosh. But it 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 got to me because that part of the stuff that happened sort of last week with her links all the way back into her not appreciating how her view of things is limited Mm -hmm. for her it's easy to say nothing should stop you if you want it go get it because she lives that life of privilege where she can afford someone to scrub her toilets as she so charmingly put it yeah she there's no barrier to that for her Mm -hmm. and there never has been she doesn't have to deal with systemic oppression. She doesn't have to deal with the limitations of poverty. Yeah. Doesn't have to deal with ableism or sexism. Like in some parts of the world, don't get me wrong, America's far from a gender utopia. But, you know, in other parts of the world, there's, there are deep, deep inequalities in all different kinds of ways that just do not touch her little charmed life. And she I think can't conceptualise it. Yeah, that's probably something they have to think about as well when they're recruiting from all over the world, depending where mm-hmm. you live, is a massive thing, isn't it? How you're brought up, where you're from, yeah, your access to others. And that's, that's where it, it becomes difficult. You can't, if you're not having consistent communication with these people, that's why they want you to have Zoom meetings every night of the week and training yeah. calls and all of that. And, and, and another thing that really gets me is the accountability groups and I think What's that, what does that entail like I've heard of this but yeah, I really appreciate so it if you could we'll probably go like I'm going to be filming with Laura again on Friday we're going to do a cult episode I think that would yes, really she told me yeah so I think that, that really doesn't... swings nicely after this law of attraction episode and how the cults use the law of attraction to keep you in but yeah basically they'll have you know you'll be put in whatsapp groups um and you're accountable to others in this WhatsApp group for everything you do, um, how many people you approach with the business every day. You have to list off how many you approach, oh. um, how many are successful, how many are continuing into the next day. Um, and then some of them, you know, they start to take over other areas of your life as well, like weight loss or healthy lifestyle accountability group you know like I got up at five this morning I went running uh having to list off all your successes of the day basically there's no room in that there's no room in that chat for you know I've not I've not been feeling great today I've woke up and I'm a bit anxious so I haven't managed to get out of the house today there's no room for that you're either positive or you're not right so and this it's is loads the... of gathering around like oh you can do it come on come on you can do it no I don't feel like doing it don't tell me yeah. to do it but you know um that's the accountability groups that you're accountable to somebody for your actions and your MLM journey so basically. it's harass harassment disguised as support basically yeah yeah so they'll like... send a message in the evening if you haven't you know why like oh what have you done today Jess why like and really you could just bullshit couldn't you like oh I've spoke to 15 people yeah. today <laughs> but like could lie uh, your head off I suppose yeah um but it's only you know it's only you that suffers that's what they tell you if you lie it's only you that suffers no one else suffers that reminds me of Scientology that's oh, yeah. so creepy it's very oh, creepy know, 
that really reminds me of the audit thing they do in Scientology where they just keep pressing you and asking you questions until you give them the answer they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's, it's creepy. Oh, as. And these are all these are all elements of cults. So yes. you know, you're having to answer to people for no good reason. You know, I answer to my manager because he may, he ensures I keep my job. <laughs> yeah. I get paid every month for the work I do. So I tell him absolutely yes, I've done this, yes, I will do that. And no, mm-hmm. I haven't done that yet, but I will. That's but the thing. People, In a... You're not you're not being you're not the only thing you're getting from them is the sisterhood and the family and you know the support mm-hmm. network, right, 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 like all of that stuff. That's the only thing you're yeah. getting out of it. It's not a two-way street, is it, the way it should be? No. Like with a manager in a normal job, I do my job properly, maybe go a bit extra mile if I'm mm-hmm. that sort of a person, and in return the manager ensures that I'm safe and deals with any issues I might have. And so, yeah. you know, it goes both ways. MLM, it really seems like once you've signed that dotted line, it's complaints unless you're doing what's wanted and otherwise they don't really seem to care that you're alive. And actually, you're not allowed to complain, really, because you, no, you post, you, your chats get deleted from the groups. You know, like, oh, yeah. is anyone else having trouble doing this? No, you're not allowed to talk about that in the group. Oh, it's rubbish that they're still sold out on the website. I can't believe they charge £6 delivery to send the products to us. No, you're not allowed to moan about the company. You're not allowed to moan about this. You're not allowed to moan. Like, it's positivity all day, every day. And that's what I couldn't yeah. get my head around. I was like, this is weird. No, that is, there's a level of positivity that you drown under. Yeah. There's a level, nothing in this world is so perfect. It can't be improved upon. No. And you're allowed there's to a bit ways. of a moan, aren't you? You know, people you work with, you'll come home and you go, oh, so-and-so really did my head in today. I'd done it, I'd done this. And he said, oh, I've done it wrong. So I had to do it all again. And then when he looked, I'd actually done it right the first time. You're allowed a bit of a whinge and a moan. Of course. The people you love. The most in the world do your head in sometimes. Yeah, who are you, you just hurting? have to have a bit of a moan. Sometimes I'll ring my friends and be like, my boyfriend's really annoyed me. He's done something stupid. Like, I don't know, loaded the dishwasher wrong. What a tit he is. And yeah. just have a bit of a rant. You're allowed, a bit of a, you're allowed to have a I nag. Don't, like, you can appreciate something wholeheartedly and still have feelings that aren't always 100%, you yeah. know, cult-like positivity. I, yeah. I will die on that hill. <laughs> I will definitely. I will definitely stay there. <laughs> Come to my hill. It's fun over here. We complain and we drink tequila. <laughs> oh. I think you know, I'm going to be releasing a blog post in tandem with this as well mm-hmm. where I'll kind of talk about it a bit more and it's very good. Lot... Oh, thank you. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I do. But a lot of a lot of my personal thoughts and feelings about MLM and the methods they use and everything are filtered through my experience as a disabled person. Yeah. And there's an element of like this really, really inherent ableism that comes in with the law of attraction. So, you know, I am white, so I can't really speak on systemic racism. You know, I, I'm privileged in many, many ways, mm-hmm. but my particular issue is disability. And I can give examples of ways that law of attraction based thinking has, you know, hurt me as a disabled person. There is the idea 
that you have wished it upon yourself, have burdened yourself with disability or illness through not trying hard enough to be so better. So thinking negatively, they've brought negativity yeah. upon you. And actually, yeah. now you mentioned that, that's a good point because your disability wouldn't, as much as they'd want you to use it as your why to others, you know, mm. I've got a disability and I'm not able to do this I'm not able to do that but I am able to work from home and flexible it fits around when I need to do this when I need to take medication when I need to rest for my hospital appointments depending on the level of disability somebody would have obviously but yeah, of course you're not allowed to use it as an excuse no that will not be tolerated and that's annoying you know like I haven't managed to I've been at the hospital all day with appointments so I've not been able to do any you know approaching people with the opportunity well why weren't you doing it from the waiting room on your phone yeah exactly um, because I was I was scared about the needles I was about to have like the, you're, you're not allowed to have any excuse so they would no. they they would want to recruit you like you said you've been you have been approached in the past yeah because that'd be an amazing selling point for them Absolutely. Look how this opportunity changed her life, but you cannot ever, ever use that to say why you haven't succeeded ever. No, and this is it. I, I feel, and I think a lot of other disabled people already feel frustrated living in a world that generally doesn't really understand what it's like, doesn't understand what our needs are and doesn't really get Mm-hmm. the way that we have to approach the world differently that is hard enough yeah in normal day-to-day life like play, things are getting better you know like there are more jobs out there that are flexible there are greater opportunities and there is more education but ultimately we still live in a world that is built for abled people that don't yeah. have limitations in a like physical sense or anything like that mm-hmm. so we get very tired very quickly I think of people who want to perpetuate philosophies that go back to victim blaming and it's this idea of well have you tried this though have you tried yoga have you tried meditation and you know thinking more positively and visualizing yourself not being in pain and you know while these are things that can be in the toolkit and are for many people treating them as the be all and end all is dismissive it's rude and it's unrealistic and that applies completely in many many other contexts outside of disability so that's what I would say so that's my personal prism but Mm. you could think about that in the sense of like systematic racism you could think about it in you know gender equality in countries across the world you could think about it in the sense of different religions and how they approach things and what like I know there's a group out there on Facebook that's called Muslims Against MLM because Islam as a religion has some very very specific rules and ideas around finance to the point where it's like a whole specialism in and of itself wow There, there are so many different things in the world that aren't from a white suburban man's perspective but because all these businesses and these ideas come from that place Mm-hmm. there is a very large subsection of people with different experiences who aren't thought of at all wow. okay I think I'm off my soapbox now Jess <laughs> <sighs> I appreciate Where's I that appreciate. you're right you're right though you're very right in everything you say it's it's borderline offensive isn't it 
Yeah. And so going back to what... Harmful. Yes. It's very harmful. If you don't know what you're talking about, if you don't, you know, some people, things have happened in their life where disability hasn't always been there, like yourself. Yeah. Um, totally. And people have sometimes haven't come to terms with that yet. So mm-hmm. you approaching them via their Instagram DMs. Yeah, but have you tried this essential oil? If you put four drops under your tongue, it's going to take all of that away and giving people yeah. false promises and expecting them to play on those false promises to feed into your downline and your business. Mm-hmm. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, it really is. And this is the trouble. This, and this is why, like, I, I think why we decided to devote a whole episode here is both of us have experienced the ways mm-hmm. this particular theory has been weaponized and turned into something yeah. that actually hurt, hurts people more than it helps them. Yeah, 100%. So I'm, hope, I'm really hopeful that maybe some people, especially ex-reps who might have been in quite deep and have this drilled into them, like, I really hope listening to this gives them a bit of a different perspective on it. Mm-hmm. I think it is hard to question and it is at the core of a lot of like motivational speaking in general and over the last yeah. few years like a lot a lot of people have been pushing that positivity gospel type stuff we're only yeah. just shifting away from that to realize that life's more complicated than that mm-hmm. and I think so, I said it in my first episode with Laura I think MLM has ruined my experience of any form of working with law of attraction like yeah so I've told you before like some elements of it make make complete sense to me you know there's you know about you're trying to be a bit more positive and especially you know I've suffered with anxiety and depression at different stages in my life it it, it's good to have that sometimes you know like you've got because sometimes you've got to pick yourself up whether you want to or not and you've got to get yourself out of bed whether you want to or not the MLM element has ruined that you know yeah ruined that there's no humanity in their version that is my problem Mm -hmm. you know it's very robotic it's it's a tool rather than a cure Mm -hmm. is what I would say to people who are considering it like think of it like a tool that you pick up and put down when you need to be a human and feel other emotions yeah you use it when you need to yeah and and the most bizarre element of it is you use negative parts of life so even things that just happen in your life and it's tragic and but you know come out of nowhere things happen you either use it as your why and turn it into yeah but this business fixed that Mm. or that could be death of somebody that could be anything but you know I was in a really bad place because my partner passed away my mum passed away somebody passed away mm. but this business turned me around and gave me the confidence again or you're not allowed yeah. to say it like you said you're not allowed to yeah. use it because it's too negative definitely I've seen more of both than I would care to think about you know of people either utilizing terrible tragedies that they clearly haven't even begun to process themselves yet Mm-hmm. as a business tool because that's what they've been taught or yeah. hiding things that they clearly could benefit from support with because yeah. it doesn't fit the aesthetic of being positive and inspirational both are tragic like the, the best people in life and the people that I admire the most certainly have that humanity and the ability to feel all kinds of different things like 
you're not a negative person if you don't feel happy and smiling and upbeat 100% of the time. That's not yeah. what negative is. No, you're right. So, yeah, I just hope, you know, I'd be interested to hear what people think when they've sort of listened to us unpicking yeah, this I want a little bit. Yeah, I want some people's thoughts on this and how, if you've been in an MLM yourself, how Law of Attraction played into your role in how you... Did you use any elements yourself of law of attraction? Were you taught to? Did you have to list 100 goals a day and 5,000 grateful points points a day? You know, those kind of things I'd be excited to hear about too. Definitely. Like, give us us an idea what was on that mood board of yours. Like, I want to hear it, definitely. Yeah, same. Well, thank you for joining me again. Again. Thank you for having me. I forgot as well, you were supposed to present your MLM idea to me. I was. I, Jess, I'm so sorry. I've been poorly. My, I've been yeah, flaring I know up. You so I know my you have. brain, I promise you, next time, if you if you have me back, I promise you I'll pitch you a pyramid scheme. You're, you are going to be back regularly. I will. Oh, good. I'm, you you're are, not sick of the sound of my rambles just yet then? No, not at all. So you, when this comes out, your podcast uh, no not your podcast your <laughs> blog post is launching at the same time so tell everyone yes. where they can find you yeah so I'm going to be releasing an accompanying blog post to go alongside what we've discussed in this episode and that will be over at my blog which is www.underground.co.uk and instagram is underground the underground blog yeah that's me the underground blog I love thank that thank you <laughs> um yeah yeah. it's exciting it's all very new so yeah um, feedback is feedback is very much welcomed and encouraged but yeah yeah, I'm in the same boat yeah yeah I I love what you're going to post so far so I'm sure everyone else will too just snippets of information that's what people need easy things for people to share to people you know your posts could be things people are able to send to their friends and family who are in MLMs and yeah we'll read this um so yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think what what all of us are doing in this movement, whether that is through Facebook posts, podcasts, blog, YouTube videos, Instagram, like all of it is designed so that there's information out there in whatever format the person mm-hmm. will benefit the most from. So between us all, like here's to getting the message Boss out babes. there and make, <laughs> making people think twice. That's what that's what we're asking for. No, here's to boss, boss babes. babes for life. <laughs> I toast my Dr Pepper to you, Madame. Yes, thank you. <laughs> right, <laughs> thank you. Anyway, thank you. And that's it for this week's episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening Um, like we mentioned in the episode there's plenty of places to go to discuss all of this Uh, we really love your feedback and to hear your experiences as well so make sure you head over to the UK Anti-MLM Facebook group and also check out the accompanying blog post by Nikki Uh, she mentioned it in the episode but in case you didn't catch it then it's underground.co.uk yeah see you next week thanks guys